welcome to another edition of the My Team Sports Minute. I am your host, Colin Taylor. It is December 9th, the Wednesday. About low 70s. But, you know, we ain't worried about that. We got a lot to talk about today. We're going to recap week 13, talk about week 14 in the NFL, about the Patriots losing air, and a whole lot more. But, you know what I say, regardless of the time, regardless of the weather, Always a good time to talk some sports. So let's start talking. Yeah, we have a whole show, whole lineup set for you today. NBA, NFL again, some UFC. Like I said, I'm not going to take a shot at Rousey. I love her far too much to do stuff like that. About the Patriots losing some air. We'll talk about some fantasy football. My picks, your picks, everybody's picks. The playoffs for the fantasy football coming up. NFL playoffs as they come up. Rookie of the year for the NBA and early talks about MVP. <clears throat> like I said, we're going to get right into it and talk about the undefeated. Yes, Golden State Warriors and the Carolina Panthers. Because I think without these two teams, the whole entire aspect of the NFL and the uh, sports talk you know, NBA's changes. Like, for instance, I, I asked you last week. Real simple. I said, Curry's heating up. Kobe's retiring. LeBron James who? Because, end of the day, I wonder who we're talking about. And, yes. Golden State and the... The way they're shooting this ball, that's basically them in a nutshell. They are on fire every time we see them. For instance, the other day I go to turn on the Pacers game because they say that Pacers may take this team. And they say that about every team. I guess they have to find a way to make it compelling. And it's a 30-point game. And I'm like, yeah, I'm done with this. I go to watch... Something else I want to go watch. Oh, I just switched it on to wrestling. I was behind. I switched it on to Monday Night Raw. Yeah, I was watching it on a Tuesday. On a Tuesday. And, but, it, it, like I said, it changes almost everything that we talk about. But, I don't want to talk about them. I want to talk about exactly about what these teams are doing. <clears throat> Golden State. Hey, I don't want to talk about Golden State first. We're going to talk about Killer Can. Killer Can. Listen. That's care for me. Every single time there's a shadow of doubt this year, he has just been looking phenomenal. And his run this year makes you think about his run when he was in college. And I don't watch enough college sports to talk eloquently about this. You know, like as as much as I probably would like to. But you no, know, he definitely did some things in college that should have raised anybody's eyebrow. I think he went from like a junior college, may help them shine, went on a national stage, you know, to the lower team in to the lower team in that state, helped them shine. What was it, Auburn? Something like that, right? Helped them shine, helped them win a national championship, become the first round pick, had all the scrutiny of of, of his Heisman or, or, or his winnings, you know, then go through his ups and downs through through this season. Uh, or through the league, then finally loses his his number one receiver after all these years. 
gets a gets a guy that he gets to replace him and lose him again this year, gets in a car accident last year, and hasn't lost a game outside of that playoff game since. Yeah, he's on. On every level, he's doing it. So, I would love, absolutely love to see Carolina win and just to see them dab all over the place. They, Cam Newton is on fire, but not anywhere close to doing what Stephen Curry and Golden State Warriors are doing. Oh, my God. What was his name? What's his name? Clay Thompson? 30, po 30 points. Like it was nothing. Stephen Curry puts up 23 points, and he, they say he has a slow game. This, this team is consistently on fire. They were blowing, they were blowing Indiana out, and just took their gap, their foot off that pedal just a little bit too much. Just eased up, just just a little bit too much, and brought them back into it. But before that, everything was going their way. Every single thing going on, so much so where you didn't even have to watch. Then and let's talk about what was watched. Golden State, I, I don't know, I don't, uh, I don't. So Golden State is on. They're, they're chasing the Lakers record now, which I think is like thirty-three consecutive regular season wins. I think they play their thirty-third regular consecutive season win when they play Cleveland. But I think that's only the 27th or 28th game that will be this year. So, they have some challenges still. They're not out of the woods, but they're making things so interesting. Like I said, once it, see, while in the NFL, you kind of have to go undefeated. It's the reason why we're no longer talking about Tom Brady and them boys. Because you understand, while Tom Brady and the New England Patriots and Bill Belichick were undefeated, we were talking about how the Patriots are sticking it to the NFL with this big middle finger with not having any losses. And now they lose two in a row. We'll touch, we'll touch more on that later. Cam, see in football, you kind of have to go undefeated to have that monumental statement kind of record. In basketball, you don't need 82 straight games. So even if Golden State loses to Cleveland, their pace says, holy crap, they're still destined to break records. And that's what's going to keep them so much more relevant than what LeBron James is doing in Cleveland and why we ain't talking about him. It's going to keep him just that much more relevant than Kobe playing his final season. That much more relevant than, I'm going to add this into the fold now. Paul George as comeback player of the year with what he's doing in Indiana. Instead, he's overshadowing all of that. Yes, he's overshadowing Kobe Bryant's retirement, Paul George's comeback, and whatever LeBron James is doing over there in Cleveland. Listen, you know what? We maybe also be tired of whatever LeBron James is doing in Cleveland because... This is what LeBron James does every single year with regardless of what kind of team he's on. I keep telling you this, as much as I don't I, I don't care for LeBron James, he is that one guy that could go could go that can go on any team to this day and automatically make them a playoff team, if not go so far to say 
and conference championship contender. And that is phenomenal. That's as much as I don't I don't like him. Ronda Rousey is interesting to me. Right? And I told you I didn't want to I didn't want to bash her. So like I said, we're changing we're changing subjects all around. We we're going UFC. Because the UFC fight is coming up this weekend. And we get to see who is it? McGregor versus 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 Shoot. Crap. How does that name just slip my mind? Who is it? McGregor, 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 McGregor versus Aldo? Yeah, I think it's like that. McGregor versus Aldo. Basically, the dude has been champ for 10 years. Remember what I told you last year? Remember? Not last year, but last week's show. That basically, your champion drives your division. Aldo, now, this is, this is where, this is kind of what I'm talking about. Aldo is sitting there champ, and he's pretty much a born champ. And now we have McGregor that's coming up through the ranks and just taking out people, taking out people. Now he gets a, now he gets a shot. Now everybody's interested in this division. And what's going on with this fight? Like, really interested in this fight. If he wins, holy crap, the massive explosion that is gonna. Well, granted, let me not let you know that McGregor is champ for the people that don't know. He he was the interim champ because I think Aldo got he he couldn't fight, got injured, or or I don't know if he popped hot. Some something happened. He and he couldn't participate in a fight, and so. They had to do an interim championship fight, and that's how McGregor got that championship. So McGregor is the current champion, and he is smack-talking his wave as the interim champ holding an interim belt and making this division interesting as he goes against the current champ and looking to beat up on him. Now, talk about being beat up on. I told you, I don't, I don't wanna, I'm not going to sit here and take shots at Rousey. Love me, love me too much about Rousey. But... I hear what she's saying, and I haven't heard what Helms said because there's been something that keeps popping up saying that, oh, Helms' responses kills Rousey, and I really don't care what Helms has to say right now. What I do care is to hear from Rousey, and Rousey's like, listen, she has, she has to do it. It's like, she has to beat this chick. Like, she has to get this shit done. It, it is what it is. There's nothing more than it. There's nothing less to it. She has to win. Now, oh man, I really don't. Okay, so I'm, I'm going to make this real brief because I, I, I don't want to make it sound like I'm some kind of retorted soothsayer, soothsayer, psychic, you know, because I'm not. But when she, I, I didn't think she was going to lose the fight before she started fighting. Let's just put it that way. After she got hit that first time, yeah, I thought it was a possibility. And I'll just tell you what I saw. I said, I, I didn't want to talk about this last year because it's kind of depressing. Like it's it's like when I saw Mike Tyson lose for the first time. Like I didn't want to talk about it, I've, I've, because I knew that Mike Tyson had a problem with guys with range, and this was one guy that was sneaky strong when he hit, and his range like he knew how to use his range better than probably anybody. And Mike Tyson had gotten to a place where he was he had become a hook upper he had become a hook uppercut power puncher. And really got away from his jab that he used to use as, uh, when he was a younger fighter. So let's move over to Ronda Rousey. And I, and, I, and I use Mike Tyson to compare her because they had similar runs and similar feats of dominance. And, and we're going to talk about it. So I'm, I'm over here watching the fight. And 
Razorazi takes that first punch, and I'm like, oh, there it goes. Like, everybody got a plan to get punched in the face. Only because I've never seen her take such a flush shot so early in a fight. Maybe my memory is off, but I don't recall at all whatsoever. Next, I'm, we're watching some more, some more time goes off, and I see a mouthpiece fly. And I'm like, oh no, there it goes. There it goes. She's going to be looking for the mouthpiece. I said, I know. I said, there goes the mouthpiece. Next thing you know, like, there's going to be an issue with Vaseline in her corner. Now, <laughs> anybody that knows what happened, like, that's what happened with Mike Tyson. Like, you know, he was searching for his mouthpiece on, on the floor. He had a problem with his eyes swelling. Like, he, he couldn't use petroleum jelly or something like that. He was allergic to it. So, something weird. Now, granted, that wasn't Ronda Rousey's mouthpiece that flew out. But I didn't know that at the time. And... Even though it wasn't hers, it was an ominous sign for me to say what I said. And from there, everything just went downhill. She just never fully recovered. And next thing you know, she's backing out unprotected head kick. Night, night. Night, night. Yeah, I told you. I, I ain't going to talk too much about this. Like, I love me some Ronda Rousey. But she says she has to get it done. Hopefully, she gets it done. We're going to cut away for a while. I'm going to sip on some yak, you know, pay some bills. Not even pay a bill. I'm going to pick up a sponsor. Tired of being ripped off by those other guys? Then head down to Multivest Games and get the value you deserve. Multivest. Find them at 830 183rd Street, Miami Gardens, Florida, 33169. Located just five minutes from Tootsie's and Sun Life Stadium in the plaza across from Snappers. Multivest Games. Save more, play more. Yeah, seriously, that was really just a yak break. Like, I just, <laughs> that's all I want to do was sip on a little bit of yak. I'm not even done here yet. So, as, as we talk about the negative that Ronda Rousey went through, I'm going to talk about the positive that she also went through. That, I shouldn't say that she went through, because it's not really directed at her. So, as I'm sitting here, just thinking about her and women's sports, and I told you where, I there's a fear of what I had for that. Women's... Mixed martial arts division, you know, weight class or whatever it is, to see if there was going to be enough excitement or spark that was going to continue if she's not a prominent figure at the helm or the head. But somehow I was, I was thinking of the heads of sports and of women's sports. I saw it started to make me think. Ironically, at the same time I'm thinking about this, ESPN makes things just, just super easy, but as not but doesn't make it any easier of what I'm particularly looking for in my head. Of who would be, you know, because we, we, we do this all the time. We do Mount Rushmore's. We do the Mount Rushmore of basketball. We do the Mount Rushmore of, of sports. We do the Mount Rushmore of athletes. We do the Mount Rushmore of baseball, of football, of everything. What about the Mount Rushmore of women's sports? All in all, all like, and currently, and because and, and, if, if we went to all time then there's way too many names like because even while names like Serena can get mentioned in both statements you know you're looking at like Lisa Leslie's and the Gail Davis Divas or whatever her name was at the world's the Pat Summits you know like there's so many people that can come to mind that I really 
was thinking about more currently when you hear about this female athlete you automatically recognize her you automatically automatically causes a feeling automatically causes a reaction you feel some type of way are there transcendent female figures and can we make a Mount Rushmore just four and I don't know if I'm to blame because I don't know more and I tell myself all the time so that I'm gonna watch more so that I can get more up-to-date on it let me get you so let me back up a little bit and just give you what I have so for for not for nothing I'm, I'm giving it to Ronda Rousey for one she she earns a spot on there right next to her you know before her whatever you have you want to put it there's not in any particular order is Serena Williams for what she has done I don't I don't know where I go after this because this is very weird to me because like I said I'm, I'm looking for the name now and a level of success you know I just don't want random women that you just may know like I don't want the anaconda covers of the world basically you know what I mean I don't want name without any kind of success I'm not putting like even if she is currently still playing tennis she will never be in my mind Rushmore she hasn't done anything we just know her you know so when I said like there's no one and they cause a feeling like and a reaction even though she does like she's not the one I'm looking for we have Serena for that she's the winner she's the champ she's so with that I don't know if you can double up and put her sister beside her like is that possible you know or do we just white or do we just leave tennis alone since we have one representative there Switch over to a whole nother sport, and who would go now? Is it, is it Deladonna? Is it um? Is it Candace Parker? I I know there's also like another ten-time MVP. You know, do do I use her? If I'm looking for current, uh, am I limited to just the current players, or can I use a current coach? Can I use, can I can I use um the the the, the female coach in the NFL or the female coach in for the Spurs? You know, so I'm wondering. So, and then let me back up. So let's go. Let's say I go Rousey, and I go Serena. Right? I don't know if, for some odd reason, so okay. So maybe then this, because I was thinking maybe I can use the whole entire women's U.S. national team, but once again, that's not giving me one particular female to put on Ronald Rushman. I'm putting a whole team there, and almost everything is a team sport except for what Serena does. She's the well, and Ronda Rousey. Ha. Ah. <laughs> like maybe that's why it makes them so much easier to stick out because we see them in their individual sport dominating. When individuals dominate in the individual sport, you know. Della Don, Candace Parker, where, where are we putting them? Do they get around much more spot? Now, if I'm going to put the women's national team, I have to figure out on who their you know, person is. Is it Becky Wambach? Is she that name? Or is it Hope Solo? I mean, I may put something out. I'm, I'm gonna see how I'm gonna learn how to do a poll. <laughs> I'm gonna put something out there and find out who would I put in a female's Mount Rushmore of current women's athletes. That I want to know. Now with that, I'm gonna take a break. Guys, and head 
down to Multivest Games and get the value you deserve. Multivest. Find them at 830 183rd Street, Miami Gardens, Florida, 33169. Located just five minutes from Tootsie's and Sun Life Stadium in the plaza across from Snappers. Multivest Games. Save more, play more. So with that, we're going to go right into what I want to consider the multi-vest game of, games of the week. And, as you know, the multi-vest games of the week are brought to you by, well, the NFL. I want to bring, oh, ah. so let's run this back. We're going to bring you the Mighty Sports Games of the Week, sponsored by multi-vest games. <laughs> multi-vest. Play more, save more, get more. That's how we do it. Something like that. Don't worry. We're going to get better at this. Don't worry. Every day, every week, I'm getting better. I told you, I'm finding more and more stuff in here to tinker with, to add. To just, that's so I can bring you extra stuff. You know, more things, stuff, and things. But, like I said, I just want to get to the most. So, we're going to talk about these games of the week. What I have in here. And... Most of them aren't going to be a surprise. I have four this week. I only had one last week. Because a lot of a lot last week didn't really interest me. There's a lot in, There's a lot of very interesting things going on this week. First game of the week. And I think this is the first... Well, first game of the week for me. And which I also believe is the first game of the week. Minnesota, 8-4 Minnesota. Versus 10-2 Arizona. Arizona is sitting at the top of their division. Minnesota is tied for theirs. Minnesota goes on the road to take on Arizona. Arizona has been absolutely phenomenal. Because, listen, Carson Palmer is in my MVP talk to go along with Tom Brady. Tom, this, this is only, listen, Tom Brady is no longer being mentioned in this, in this game of the week segment because the Patriots aren't part of it. So, he's in there for me. As far as well as Adrian Peterson. Uh, he's probably the only running back I have in there. So I am interested to see what these two potential season MVPs, you know, most valuable players can do. That defense that Arizona has is, is, is crushing. And last week... Minnesota was held check badly, badly, like 19 yards last week. So, and another team that has another great defense, I, I'm, I'm kind of scared to see what happened. But, said so we have to play the game, and that's why you play the game. We will see if the 8-4 Minnesota Vikings can take down the 10-2 Arizona Cardinals. I got Arizona walking away with this one, unfortunately. And I got Adrian Peterson in my fantasy football league. So, there goes another BS game for me. I went, listen, I went 0-3-0 I went and, and it went 0-9. and That's <laughs> all I have to say about my fantasy football league right now. Next, the game, next game I'm interested in. And also, well, that doesn't apply here. Then there's Pittsburgh versus Cincinnati. And while Pittsburgh is only 7-5, and five, they're still fighting for a wild court spot. Then you have Cincinnati sitting there at 10-2. and two. 
And this is also a uh, division rivalry game. So you never know what comes out of here. This is one of those games, like, I'm not going to lie to you. Now, this is one of them games where you miss Troy Palomaro because you know this is one of them games that he just gets up for. And he would have he would have eaten up Andy Dalton in this game. But he's no longer here. And Pittsburgh's defense no longer does that. But what they can do is they can score. And they can score on bunches. And they're missing their number one running back. But D'Angelo Williams has had a monster resurgence of a career because I don't remember him being half this productive last year or the year before but I, I may be wrong so they're going to be interesting and then I, I've, I've been listen a lot of people are always down on Andy Dalton but I've been a fan of Andy Dalton for some time now mainly because I've been a fan of AJ Green for some time now and so you, you kind of take one with the other because Andy Dalton isn't doing a horrific job with that team and with A.J. Green. He just isn't getting over the that playoff hump. But they, they're in the playoff. But that's not, you know, or I shouldn't say that they're in the playoff. But it was in the playoff last year. You know, it was just, it was just that playoff hunt. But look who was in the division. You're talking about Pittsburgh. In a division that was in with that was filled with Baltimore, Ray Lewis, Rex Ryan, Joe Flacco, Troy Palomaro, Ben Roethlisberger. Oh, <laughs> uh, I don't think he was there when the bus was there. But this is what. But, Mark Williams may have been there when all of this was going on, not Andy Dalton. You know, so this is what Pittsburgh as a whole has had to deal with for the better part of a decade, has been Baltimore and Pittsburgh dominance in that division. Finally, now the Ray Lewis's are gone. The Ed Reed's are gone. The Troy Polinaros are gone. The Jerome Bettis's are gone. Instead, um, you have no more toe-tapping catches by home, by Santonio Holmes and, and their wide receiving core at the top. You know, there's no more Braylon Edwards there. You know, there's, there's a lot of things that are no longer there. Baltimore's a struggling team. Pittsburgh is looking for a wild card spot, but normally it was usually between Pittsburgh or Baltimore looking for a wild, um, looking for a wild court spot. Now we have a new player in the game, and they're ten and two, and they're Cincinnati Bengals, and they got three receivers, and a tight end, and two running backs. So they they that never break a hundred yards, but just get just enough for them to win. I don't know if they break a hundred yards or not, to be honest with you, but. I don't ever hear much about them, but they just do efficient work. That's going to be an excellent division game. Division games, division games, division games. I would love to see Cincinnati come away with that come away with that victory. Also, because I need Pittsburgh to lose because I want my Jets to win. That's my Jets are also sitting at 7-5. and five. It's probably the only AFC game I'm... I'm it's really... And it's odd. It's the only AFC game I'm interested in. And there's so many teams that I need to worry about for wildcard spots. You know that, that that are considered with the Jets, but eh, we'll see. You know what? I haven't done my picks yet either. I'm talking about beforehand. I normally do my picks beforehand. I want to do my picks on the fly. We about to see how this turns out. Where's my highlighter? Cause you know you always you guys always get it here first on the podcast, and then they get it on the website later on on the Facebook page, Mighty Sports. 
Minute? Mighty Sports Minute? Facebook? Something like that. Mighty Sports? On Facebook? <sighs> Next, it's a weird game. But Green Bay is Green Bay, and discount double check is discount double check. Aaron Rodgers is Aaron Rodgers. And the, you know, the irreparent gunsling is the irreparent gunsling. You know? So, 8 and 4 Green Bay versus 4. I should say 4 and. Yeah, but. Yeah, play, you know, they're hosting Green Bay. You know, coming in to play them, this is the 4 and 8 Dallas Cowboys. And at 4 and 8. Dallas Cowboys are still very much in the playoff hunt. And nothing could be more shameful, but there's always, you know what? And I guess we have to start realizing this, that with parody comes some bottom-of-the-barrel disgusting leftover soupy resin ness it all just ugh. like like that division is a is a division full of my cranium I wasn't even gonna do one today my Richard cranium award <laughs> we gonna pull that back. Pull up, My Richard Cranium Award this week goes to the whole entire NFC East. They are horrendous this year. And I'm starting to realize... We're always going to have one team like that. Which is probably the only reason for... Or one, you know, division like that. Which is probably for the only reason why we need to change how the playoffs are done. And make sure that whoever comes out of that division isn't rewarded with a home game. Over any one of these wildcard teams that are going to be playing them. Like, I'm sorry. Like, they suck. And they shouldn't have a home team. Like, their team shouldn't be afforded a home game. And their fans shouldn't get a home game. And I don't care if it was my Jets. I don't care if it... I don't, I, I don't have anything personally against the Cowboys. I'm just... Like, that division... Like, no, it should not happen. I'm sorry. Like, I was saying... Like, I, I felt the same way when it happened, I think, with Seattle and New Orleans a couple of years ago. And I'm sorry. Like, they shouldn't be awarded it. You see the M NBA making changes. It's time for the NFL to make that change. And, yeah, I'm, and I'm interested to see it because... Green Bay is, is is tied with Minnesota for first place at 8 and 4. So as Minnesota is struggling is is going to have a hard task ahead of them, you know, playing Arizona. Well, Dallas is also playing for their playoff rights because if they win that division, they can make it into the playoffs. So they both of these teams still have much to play for. Green Bay wants wants their division. And Dallas wants their division. Green Bay is tied for the division. I think Dallas is is, is, is a game and a half out. So you know, that game becomes interesting just for the simple fact that even even with a level of mediocre, even with the with, with the level of mediocrity that Dallas is playing with, 
it, it's uplifted by Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers and the fact that their division sucks and they can still make a decent run for the playoffs. God, like it, it just hurts even to say it. Like, like NFL, you have to do something. <laughs> hey, but not for nothing. Last game you get? Yeah, I told you it was four. So it's, it's, it's a trifecta. Nah, that would have been, been three. Ha. Foursome. It's the horseman this week. The Mount Rushmore all week 14 game. <laughs> Which is probably going to change. Did my phone just vibrate? See, this, this, is the, this is the madness I'm talking about. Like, when things are supposed to be completely on silent, and they're not. <sighs> That's the Knicks update. Why am I getting Knicks update? Knicks playing today at 9? Shoot. It's okay. We gonna finish this up pretty soon here so I can watch this next game. Which I could, I hope I can actually watch today. But we'll we'll talk about that later. Last but not least, when it comes to the games of the week, yeah, we're still doing the multivest games of the week. Multivest games of the week brought to you by multivest games. Get more, save more, play more. Multivest. Telling you. If you don't know about multivest games, like you guys really need to check them out. Like if you think that you're being robbed on your trading value, then you should head down to Multivest and definitely get the the value you deserve. Nobody around gets you more value on your trading than Multivest Games. They're a family-owned and operated store located just five minutes from the Dolphin Stadium in Miami Gardens. You should check them out. Give them a call even. 305-493-00 Zero six. The last game of, these mo of the games of the week is going to be the undefeated Carolina Panthers, of course, which is another division rivalry game. Division rival game that makes me nervous versus Atlanta. And you know why this game is makes you nervous or should make you nervous? Don't look at the fact that Atlanta is six and six. Before Atlanta was six and six, Atlanta was six and zero. Oh. Remember that a five and zero oh, or four they were. I don't, I don't, how, how many games did they go straight off? Like, I should have looked that up, too. But, like, is he, but yeah, you see what I'm saying, though. Like, like, regardless of how many games they dropped straight, you know, whether it's six games straight or it was it was four out of the last six, you know. Before they were six and six, at one point in time, they were like four, five, or six and all. Oh. And this is a team that still has Matt Ryan, Julio Jones, and Roddy White. So, at any point in time when they decide to put the piece everything back together, let's not forget that this team has talent, tons of talent, and they can scare a team like Carolina. But Carolina has the best defense, has one of the best, has one of the best defense in the league. So. If Atlanta comes in there with their struggling woes, like they, you know, like they have been, they're gonna be in for a rude awakening very early, and they're gonna drop, and they're gonna lose that game. I'm not betting against any of these home teams today. I'm taking Arizona, even though I would like to see Minnesota win. I'm taking Cincinnati, taking Green Bay, taking Carolina. This is that that should be interesting. Now. As I said, 
we're just gonna go through the league real quick and see whatever matchups we have in here. I'm not really concerned about much, much. You know what? I'm not even gonna do that yet. Well, let's see. Yeah, let's let's take a quick peek. Buffalo, Philly. <laughs> you know what? Perfect. Buffalo, Philly is definitely, definitely, definitely it's the game. Now. Sean McCoy, You're, you were a candidate. <laughs> you, you didn't win it. Like, you were a candidate, and if I was going to give it to you, then I was going to have to give it to Ronda Rousey. Like, for saying shit. And give it to myself. But, you know, you said the word shit. You cursed it, but rehearsed it. I, you know, we drop unexpectedly like bird shit. Biggie. So, I, I wasn't mad. Like, you didn't say nothing wrong. You said, you said you said real simple. Chip Kelly's an intelligent man. He knows he can't quote. He knows he can't come to you and shake your man as a shake your hand as a man. He can't say shit to you. But you slightly know better. But listen, this is this is where you're at. You're in Buffalo. This is the kind of person that you are. When you came there, like you said that Chip Kelly was racist. Or you felt that he was racist. Like, I don't know if you flat out called him racist or you just, or you feel that he. Nah, I think you just called him racist. Yeah. And. So, I'm not, I'm not too surprised at the fact that he can't shake your hand. Like, listen, if you called me racist, I wouldn't want to shake your hand. If I called you racist, I wouldn't want to shake your hand. You know, or let's put it this way. If you called me racist, I wouldn't want to shake your hand. If I think you're racist, I don't want to shake your hand. So, already, there's a mutual agreement that there's not going to be much handshaking that's going on here. I, so, that game now becomes interesting only because... Or has interest in it because obviously you have a former player like LaShawn McCoy going up against his former team in Philly. Whoever has LaShawn McCoy should play him and play and, and play him strong and play him hard body. He's going he's <laughs> he's going for a two hundred yard game. You, you I don't know if he's gonna get it. He's going for a two hundred yard game. We all know this. Players that go back to their former teams, they ball out. When there's animosity, they ball out harder. Steve Smith. Sorry to see that he's no longer there, man. That sucks. He's going to try to come back next year, too. I don't want to see him looking like Kobe. You know what I mean? Not being able to separate from anybody. But, you know, he's a little different kind of receiver. His physical runs routes like it's weird. We're going to see. We all really going to see. Seattle, Baltimore. Nah. Seattle. San Francisco. Nah. Who cares? See, that's like there, was, there was so much non-interest in the league. Washington, just because their division that they're sitting on top of. Indy You know, don't care. See, I just didn't care about a lot of these things. Like I said, I'm going to give you these picks. But, like I said, things are happening around the league. Things, things are happening. The Patriots are losing air. Patri Patriots are losing air and they're losing bodies. And we're going to see if they hold up. That's the thing. Can they hold up and finish out their run? Because they were being very snub-ish with their approach to this season. You saw it. Disrespectful to Peyton Manning and the Denver Broncos. Disrespectful to Peyton Manning and the Denver Broncos. One of the best defenses in the league. One of the best court. You understand? One of the the only guy being compared to you right now, or, or that you're in the same category as about oh, Aaron Rodgers as well, but Aaron Rodgers is a little bit younger. Like I don't know, he he's just he's the weird, 
like third child, but it's like the third child that came ten years later. You know, it's like it's like Tom Brady and Peyton Manning. They were the re- like they were reasonable. Like Peyton Manning came, and then they just and then the NFL decided to have another kid. You know, that was another great quarterback, and had him like three, four years later, and they had Tom Brady, and they were okay with that for a while. You know, because they were still holding on to some other guys like the Brett Favres and <laughs> of the world, and then. All of a sudden, it was like, you know what, 10 years later, here comes, you know, we want to have another kid. And, bam. Here comes Aaron Rodgers. So, yeah. Tom Brady and Payne, man. Like, there's only one guy being, and you chose to disrespect that guy, and you take your first L. And then, now you take another L. And, I did say I was going to talk about him no more. Oh, I'm no longer in that segment. Booyah. <laughs> Alright, so... The pages are losing, are losing bodies. Gronk goes out again. And as much as we love Gronk and we, and we love to see Gronk play, listen, Gronk, Gronk got ligament issues. He got bone in and, like, Gronk got, Gronk ain't a soft dude, but his body just doesn't like what he does to it or what it goes through because he's such a, like, I feel like he's getting hit extra hard maybe because he's that big of a guy. He's such, he's so physically imposing. It's like Shaq and Dwight Howard getting, you know, or even uh, DeAndre Jordan getting fouled extra hard because they're these big, physical, imposing guys. LeBron James getting fouled extra hard because of who, you know, because of the massive amount of steam and how strong he goes to the hole. You know, but I don't think his body likes what he does because look, Adrian Peterson body for the most part holds up, held up, does does whatever it's doing. He maybe he needs to talk to him and find out what he's doing to maintain because Gronk isn't Gronk, Gronk ain't lasting. Gronk isn't gonna be able to shuffle when he leaves football. You know, when he gets older, like he's gonna be beat up. Talk it, take it from a dude with. Two knee surgeries because he was throwing himself, bouncing it off of every wall, every obstacle, off of anything you could think of when he was in the army. Yeah, B, you have you gonna have some rough days coming up coming up for you. <laughs> I feel sorry. For, I feel sorry for him, but I feel but the Patriots are all losing steam, and I don't, I don't mind at all. I don't mind. I, I like to see, I like to see them lose the lose this air. <laughs> you see them you see them get a little deflated and dejected. I want to see how they hold up. In a lot, they have a little bit of controversy, you know, getting thrown back their way. I, I want to see if they're, you know, how they hold, you know, if they're going to maintain. But I'm going to take a time out, and this is going to be a, a side, a quick sidebar, just to say that my, I just got a text message from my friend saying that she just got an A plus on her final, or a minus on her final. So congratulations to you, Deborah Segovia. Way to go, boo. Knew you could do it. Keep grinding. Keep working. I will see you, if not later this week. Listen, we're going to Orlando pretty soon, so you have to get tossed up for real. The Jets took the heart of the city last week. I said we're going to recap about last week's about last week's game. Yeah, the Jets took the heart of the city. I couldn't stop watching that game. And that game was... The game had its ups and downs. And me, for the most part, being a Jets fan, being a New Yorker, I'm, I was, I'm invested almost in both parts of it because... I, I like to see the Giants do well, but of course not at the expense of my Jets. So I wanted to see the Jets pull this off, and the Jets did. And man, when the, when the Jets are clicking, the Jets are clicking. This is how the Jets look for those first four games of the season, you know, or first, you know, first five games of the season. You know, for the majority part of the first five games of the season, this is how they looked. And 
the fact that they have a couple of bad losses like to like to Houston and I mean, you like you say to yourself you, you could have been you could have been more you could have been so much better like you could have been in a better position like you like your destiny is no longer in your hand when it comes to the when it comes to the wild card spot and that's your fault because you you could have had that with 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 one more key win you know because now now you now you're losing in in, in matchups and 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 head to heads that's not going to cut it so yeah you take the heart of the city and you and you beat the giants you know for the second time this season you know in preseason and this game and no reason I'm counting the preseason because even though the preseason doesn't count for much, well, guess what? We, the Jets and the Giants, have what's considered a MetLife Bowl. So it counts for something, even if it is just bragging rights for the Jets and the Giants. Week three. Every season so far for the last couple of, last couple of years. Seattle happens to be doing... I know, I'll be all, I'll be all, I'm all over the place. No smooth transitions. Jump here, jump. Yeah, I do jump, cut. <laughs> a talking jump cut. You know, Jets take the heart of the city. Bam, done over there. Made all my all my points. Seattle, Seattle's gaining gaining steam, and Seattle does this too. And and it's so frustrating, so freaking frustrating. And and probably the reason why I didn't draft. Well, I didn't draft Russell Wilson this year because Russell Wilson slipped through my hands. But I'm pretty sure somebody did, and they were frustrated at some point in time because. Russell Wilson just wasn't doing what he was doing for you anymore, or, but then he started to, and it came and when he started to again, is when, Seattle saw him like they do this every time like they, have a decent start they 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 cake the middle you know they twinkie fill the middle and then they have a strong ending, they, it's like they book in their season it's, it's really weird. But we're gonna see. <laughs> We gonna see. We gonna see if they gonna finish out strong. If they can take the division, take a wild card spot, or do anything worthwhile. I mean, you're not really worried about San Francisco. I don't think they're worried about St. Louis, if I'm not mistaken. And well, San Francisco, Seattle. Listen, not much. Not much here at all. Ah. Uh, the NFL, NFL. I'm I'm realizing that not all Ryan's are created equally, and <laughs> it's gonna be weird, right? Cause you you know we say that you know the NFL is a team game, like right? team game, team game, team this, team that, team game, and it is it is such a team game. And but like I said, we do realize not all Ryan's are created equally, and I'm talking about. Obviously, Buddy Ryan, Rex Ryan, Rob Ryan. And I know Rob Ryan isn't really in the league anymore, if I'm not mistaken. I think the Saints did fire him already. So it's kind of it's kind of hard to say this about him as, as the Saints continue to look bad. But it's, but this is his defense still, for the most part. Like, I believe this is his, his personnel. And I'm just looking at him like... All Ryan's aren't created equally, and 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 it's weird because, <laughs> I, I, so let's put this in, in a weird perspective because, you know, and, and you see it like it's like it's like Rob didn't get it, you know, like Rob just didn't quite get it, like Rob like Rex got it, like Rex picked up some like Rex got it, you know, like oh, let's just say he, oh, let's just say Rex, he picked up some pointers here and there, like Bob was it, like I don't 
I don't remember much about the 46 Bears. I don't know anything about the 46, about them, them 46 Bears, whatever they want to call them. <clears throat> so, but it's like Rob, not, not Rob. So we had Buddy, and Buddy had the mold. Buddy set the mold. He had, he had, he had that, that 46 Bear defense, and he was muscling through people, running them over, and just hitting them any kinds of way, which all and, and just going undefeated. And had an immaculate defense. And then he had twin boys. And you're like, okay, like, and you gotta think about this as like, like a Japanese anime <laughs> kind of, you know, superhero kind of thing. And you're like, okay, I got these two boys, and I'm finally now get to bestow everything that I know onto them. And you're watching them train, and they're going through their thing, and they're, what what <laughs> you know, and they're going through their lessons, and they're, and they're going through the whole motion, and you're seeing progressively that, oh. Why they both have talent? What you know? There's like there's a natural gift for it, right? You see that one is just progressing way further than the other, and that's what Rex was. <laughs> like Rex got it, and you see that Rex got it, and it took Rex to do two things to get it: cut his hair, lost some weight. Bam! All of a sudden, he moves from defensive coach to head coach now. And it's awesome for him. And he understood. And, 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 you know, and granted, he had my, one of my favorite defensive players of all time. There's only one person that I, that I like more than him. And that's because he was, as, he was just as braggadocious as him. And he shares my last name. And that was Lawrence Taylor. You know? But he had Ray Lewis in... In Denver, not in Denver, sorry, in Baltimore as well, that helped them out. But look at Rex. Rex ain't change. Rex just cut his hair, lost some weight. Still the same smack talker, still as braggadocious as ever. And 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 this is what what I tell you that a couple years ago, they were talking about giving Rob a head coach job in this league if he would just clean up. Like, he just didn't, like, Rob happened to be the Ryan that didn't get it. All Ryans weren't created equally. Like he just didn't get it. And, and then you see even more now, like, okay, you know what? Didn't want to lose weight. Didn't want to cut his hair. Great. Stay a defensive coordinator. Is, was he upset about his, that because of that? Was he, was, like, was the Saints, was his defense being bad? Him, saying, like, trying to stick it to the league? Like, oh, you won't take me out of this? I'll make this great team stink? I don't know. Really don't know what will happen there. But he didn't get it. And... His team's defense sucks, and he can't get players there. And it's, and it's weird that you can't get defensive players, or you can't get you can't one either develop develop a defense or get defensive players to come play for New Orleans with Drew Brees and for Ryan defense. Something happened there, and and, and, I, and, I, and I'm blaming it on Rob. He's the disconnect. Like he 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 in his home in his own team compass of that family, that family team compass that they have, like, yeah, he's, he's that weak link. I'm going to take myself another break real quick. We'll be back. Listen to this. They didn't join this team to win championships or become famous. They joined because there is important work to be done and only some able to do it. They are brighter, better educated, led and equipped than any team. 
lights don't flash, and the only contract they sign is with themselves and their country. One day, they may be asked what they did to make a difference in this world, and they can respond, I became a soldier. And we're back. So, talking about teams, right? Still talking about teams here. And right now we're in that season where we're about to figure out who the best team is in college football. As the National Football College ranking comes out. And I'm not going to lie to you. One single bit. Not even for half a second. I don't know much about college football. Don't watch enough of it. You know, college football always, like... Like, I'm not gonna lie to you, this, this, the end of the season snuck up on me. Like, I did not realize that it was over, but I was also in school at the time. But no, that's not, like, eh. So, I didn't know much about it. So, I'm gonna tell you what I did know, or, or what stood out to me. Uh, excuse me. I think another one of these coming up. Uh, my tea? What? <laughs> So, they, they come out and it's Clemson, Alabama. Oh, this is what I see. Clemson, Alabama, Michigan, Oklahoma. Right? And automatically I'm like, huh. This is how I broke it down. Clemson must be pretty good. I had no clue Clemson had a decent enough team to be ranked number one. Didn't hear much about them even throughout the season. Didn't remember hearing about them last season or the season before as up-and-coming teams, you know, or, or, or even as contenders. You know, I remember hearing a lot about, like, BYUs and TCUs, not BYUs, Boise States and TCUs and VCUs. Don't remember anything about Clemson. So Clemson was sneaky good this year. Then came... The one team that I do, I guess I do know about, but I did recognize, Alabama. Roll Tide. That's about all I know about Alabama football and Nick Saban. And the fact that they're there basically every year. Yeah. They were there with Jameis Winston last year and the year before. Was that them? No, that's Florida. What am I saying? See? Crazy. I know they're, they're there about every single year. And that's all you hear about is that, is that Roll Tide and that Alabama and them just marching and marching along. And Nick Saban being in something. <laughs> now the next one was funny. Because I was like, oh... Michigan. Now, granted, like I said I don't follow enough college because of simple of of this one little thing. Michigan, Michigan State, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State. That is the most annoying thing to me. So, me not knowing my right from my left, basically, when it comes to that. I hear Michigan, only one thing of Michigan comes to my mind, 
And I'm like, huh? Harbo had them boys playing hard. Like, look at this. Is this what is this what Harbo did his first year? Right? That was my initial thought. And then I looked it up. And I'm like, oh. This isn't this is the Wolverines, not the Spartans, or the Spartans, not the Wolverines. This is Michigan State. And that's the Wolverines. I looked it up. And his team is the Spartans. I don't know. Something like that order. I, t I told you, I don't know my right or left. So they're in it. And that game is no longer as exciting for me anymore. Wait. I'm sorry. I thought Alabama was going to play hardball. That game was about to be exciting for me. Now, it's Alabama versus Michigan. And just because I know Alabama more, I'm taking Alabama. Then we have Oklahoma as a number four team. The only thing about Oklahoma is that I have a homegirl that's from Oklahoma. Oklahoma? Is that where Tulsa? Yeah. Okay, see. Oklahoma City. Yeah, that's because she likes the thunder. So, I congratulated her. Ironically, it's the same person I congratulated. <laughs> see, oh, the same homegirl I was just talking about, that she's got an A- on her test. I'll tell you how ironic that was. Because here I am, getting ready to do the show. And I've been meaning to congratulate her about Oklahoma making it to the playoffs. Not knowing if it's her Oklahoma, because I don't know if it's Oklahoma, Oklahoma State. Remember, left or right thing. So I texted that. She had just stepped out of her class from taking her final. She had taken probably about three steps out. She, this, is what, this, is, this is what I was reading in text message, you know, as I'm doing the show. That she had taken about three steps out of class from just finishing her finals. And she got my text message saying congratulations. Then her grade later came in and she realized she got an A minus. So she was like, oh my God, I can't believe you sent me this, blah, blah, blah. You know, me, amazing friend. I'm praised. Ah, cheers, cheers. The crowd goes wild. The crowd goes wild. <laughs> oh, man. And that's, yeah, and that's it. College football. I'll, I, I'll watch if I remember. Yeah, and that's the bad thing about it. I'll watch if I remember, because that's how I am about college sports. Especially about college football. Like, you can, you can get me to catch, like, the Sweet 16, you know, that the NCAA to bracket tournament. But, yeah, you'll, I'll catch it if I, if I remember. New Year's, I think? We'll see if I'm even sober. Tell me I'll remember. <laughs> we'll see if I'm sober anywhere near TV or awake. Man, but you know what I do watch? I do watch the NBA. And I, 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 this is, I'm going to ask this question off the bat. Early on, right now in the season, as we're only about a quarter through the season, 25 games in, which race is more interesting to you right now? The MVP race or the Rookie of the Year race? Because... To me, and, and, and let me see why I ask this. So let, me, let me see where I'm coming from. Once again, this comes from the, from the fact that I happen to be a Knicks fan. So I am always watching the guy that the, the rest of the league is raving about as a 7-3 Lithuanian guy that, you know, blah, 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 this stand in the third XYZ. You know? So I, I, I'm, I'm watching him consistently. To, and, I, and I don't watch enough Okafor because it's hard to watch the 76ers. I know I said last week, if Kobe Bryant wasn't on the Lakers, you, I couldn't watch the Lakers either. Actually, I can't watch the Lakers. I don't finish Laker games. Once they start getting blown out, I really don't care to see because 
then it's even more of 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 a green light for Kobe just to start jacking up shots. Can't do it, B. Like I'm sorry, like he's playing some bad basketball right now, like bad basketball. Like I'm pretty sure if this wasn't his last season, he he would have he would have been sitting down injured. But he realized like something is off, and what he's realizing is off is him. Can't watch him. Can't watch him. Won't do him. Hey, oh, I love me some Kobe too. Like this is like like this is like watching Michael in Washington. Like you getting blocked by Sean Marion. Like you know Sean Marion. Sean Marion has continued to be an athletic freak for some time now. You know, but oh, man. so uh, so like I said, I, I get to watch Porzingis play, and I and I don't get to watch enough of Okafor in the Seventy Sixers. So. I'm curious, which 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 most valuable is more interesting to you? The most valuable player or the most valuable rookie right now? Like who is more interesting? Like I can say more. Who's more important? Which race is more interesting? Because if Stephen Curry and the Golden State Warriors continue to go on this historic pace, where they're shellacking every single team and their and their point differential continues to be fourteen, you know, fourteen points a game. Which continues to be higher than any other team out there. What are we supposed to do? Like, do we not? Do you not just like? Does that not just say Curry is the best guy? I told you, he's overshot Curry and what he's doing with Golden State Warriors. He's overshadowing Kobe's retirement. Right? He's not talking about that. More than anything else, he's also overshadowing what LeBron James is doing in Cleveland. And why you may be saying like, yeah, we get LeBron, LeBron fatigue or whatever. If Golden State wasn't looking the way that they are looking right now, we would have no other choice but to talk about LeBron James MVP caliber season as he has Cleveland as the top of the Eastern Division. Like him getting his team to the top of the Eastern Division isn't what he does. This is his MO. This is what... He knows how to lead his... Listen... You know what? More than any other time, I may be inclined to call LeBron James a king. Because LeBron James is probably the ultimate king of kings. Kings know how to lead their troops into battle. But when it comes to fighting and helping win the war themselves, they usually fall short. They're usually, they, they, they usually have much better soldiers than they all of them themselves as fighters. And LeBron James just never, you know, he takes it off over the top. And when he did, he had much better show, soldiers. Hall of Fame players like like Dwayne Wade. He needed Hall of Famers to win. It's okay. Couldn't develop him. I'm not going to go with that tirade. I really don't. I really don't. <laughs> so, if he continue, like I said, if he continues to do what he's doing, I, I don't see, I don't see there being much of a discussion. Because what's going to happen is that Along with the excitement of what the team is doing with and package everything else, it's just gonna go along with the flow that yeah, you know what he's MVP as well and we're just gonna go ahead and concede this thing as well, as his team as his team wins more than seventy two games as they have a a shooting as they have a, a a winning differential over you know over twelve as they win more than thirty three games consecutive games in this season like they are on pace to have monster numbers. So when you're doing all of that, that everything that their team is doing is actually more, is is actually more exciting than what that individual award is. 
So that individual award doesn't have the same same glitz and glamour to it because it's tied into what they're overall doing as a team. Then yeah, this rookie of the year thing with Okafor and Porzingis starts to become a hot button to me. Like, can these two guys continue to put up numbers with two very separate real challenges ahead of them? Okafor's on a team that doesn't want to win. For nothing. Like his 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 management and ownership group does not want to win. Like the NFL the NBA had an implant a person in there to stop making better decisions for this team. So Okafor finds himself where he's gonna he's gonna be putting up numbers like ridiculous numbers on a bad team. And what I wanna know is that are we gonna reward him with rookie of the year for that? Because he showed that he can do what he's always been able to do on a team that has nobody else that can even score. Because Philly's bad. Like when I say Philly's bad, like, San Antonio flat out showed how bad Philly is. Like, that's, 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 that was probably the most brutal thing out there. Was San Antonio... I'm I'm gonna come, I'll come back to this rookie of the year thing. I probably I'm done. I'm, I'm gonna be pretty much done with that. San Antonio showed how bad they are. Like they executed the living but Jesus out of them with key starters out, and you see that they had nothing. I mean nothing, nothing, nothing. That was pretty bad, wasn't it? But yeah, that's how bad their play is as well. Like, God. They, they executed them into submission. Like, they, they tapped. Like, that's what they did. They tapped out. And then they didn't break the hole once, once they were tapping. And then you know what they also... And then you know what they did after that? They reached for the ropes. And after they reached for the ropes, they still did. San Antonio still didn't break the hole. So they had them tapping, screaming, break, you know, begging to break the hole. They managed to crawl outside the ring. And they still had to tap. They still had to hold on. Until, you know what? They just had to be, be, uh, had to be broken up by the whole, entire, <laughs> the whole entire locker room and officials. They beat them into submission. And yet, Okafor could come away with Rookie of the Year. But... but Porzingis and his double doubles, and his blocks, and his shoot. Well, I can say his shooting percentage. And as the points slowly start to go up, and like I said, this 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 next game I believe is on, and I need to start watching that. I said, was that a Knicks game? Or was that just Knicks news? Oh, no, that was definitely the Knicks game. Okay, as I just saw the Knicks are down eleven to twenty nine in the first quarter to Utah. What the fudge, man? These are those games that piss me off. Like, come on. So yeah, I'm not, like, I can't wait to, I, I'm gonna have to end this soon. Actually, this is probably, this is gonna be ending soon. Just out of, you know, the natural recourses of things. Like, even as, even as I left off a couple of topics, and I may just go back and retouch. Um, that rookie of the year talk is very interesting to me. So I'm, so I'm gonna say, and, and, and maybe only because for the first time in years, like, the Knicks have a, have a player that, that's in the rookie of the year. 
Uh, maybe why it's interesting to me. I don't know. I don't know if, if I'm making the rookie out, rookie of the year to be more this year than it normally should be because I'm a Knicks fan. And there is this seven foot three guy that is more Dirk like in Dirk's third and fourth year than he was Dirk like in Dirk's rookie season. Even though he just got schooled by Dirk. Like completely like that was another tough game to watch. I was going back and forth because I couldn't watch the football. Football game was on at the time. That gave me difficulties to watch. Was that on at the same time? Dallas Cowboys? That was Monday. Oh, yeah. Let's talk about Monday. That was bad. That was a bad sports night. Because I, I'm over here trying to watch this Dallas game. And they're looking horrific. Early on, and nothing about. I'm oh, sorry, not Dallas game. Was it Dallas? Yeah, that was Monday Night Football. That happened to be Dallas and New York, and then Dallas and Washington. <laughs> so, I can't watch the Knicks game because Dallas is just shellacking the Knicks. Like, like Dirk is schooling him, man. He's real, and Porzingis learned real early that you're going to have to put a little bit more body on Dirk, not give him all that room. Dirk isn't guilt, like, so frustrating. You have the feet and, ba and basketball IQ to keep up with point guards and shooting guards as they try to penetrate the rim, but not enough to know that you should put a body on Dirk and not give him like a wide open shot because you have the length to challenge all his shots and you know that he can't put the ball on the floor to get around you so if he is going to shoot over you everything he takes is going to be that Dirk away but instead you gave him all the room and now you got a Dirk in the box <laughs> putting up numbers in the box score that is yeah there's a Dirk in the box That's that's that madness that was going on Monday. I couldn't watch that Knicks game early, and then I couldn't watch the Dallas Washington game early, and then some part and then some part of me was like, you know what, continue watching because that was this division game and it was still kind of close, and then all hell breaks loose in the fourth quarter. All hell. I mean, another field goal is made, field goal is missed. Lashawn McCoy fumbles a ball. You know, there's a there's a there's a Dallas score, then there's a Washington score, then we go into overtime, and then there's a kick that's made, and there's a kick that's missed, and you're like, whoa, because that's basically what happened. Like, it went from Dallas drives, first down, second and whatever, third and whatever, punt, Washington drives. First and whatever, second and whatever, first down Washington, second and whatever, third and whatever, punt the ball. And that's basically what he meant, because this, this was a kicking fiasco for basically three quarters as it was like nine, nine to six for most part of the game. And then all of a sudden, we get... Just pure speed. <laughs> we get missed field goal, made, missed field goal, missed kick, made, made kick. Lashawn, um, 
you know, miss kick, may kick. We have Deshaun Jackson trying to run back a run back a field, run back a, a kick, and he fumbles the ball, and Dallas gets the ball back, and Dallas scores, and then next thing you know, he wants to redeem himself, and he gets another one. He wants to reserve, reverse this and reverse that and reverse this and reverse that, but no, he doesn't get that, and then he gets the ball back, and then they do another bomb, and then he gets the ball, and he gets a touchdown, and now he's doing his hot flying wire act, and he's over there getting the ball, and next thing you know, you get Dallas come back and get the ball, and, they, and you know, and now when he ties the ball, and next you know, we go back into overtime, and bam, like, it's madness, oh, madness. And that's, and that's also how I felt like, for the most part, like the Jets and Giants game went. Like it was, it was a whole bunch of chaos all over the place for a good portion of the time, and then, bam, things got serious. But you have Odell Bell, oh you know Odell Beckham, Odell Odell Beckham kicking the ball, <laughs> you know causing delay of games, giving the Jets first downs. You know Ryan Fitzpatrick doing what Ryan Fitzpatrick does and driving the Jets back down for another. You know, to, to get another touchdown as we have another game where Brandon Marshall is just doing what Brandon Marshall does and get another 100 points as Brandon Marshall puts up another 1,000-yard, you know, year. As Jason Witten for Dallas Cowboys puts up a 1,000 yards receipt, um, 1,000 receptions for his career. Makes me wonder. As now, I think he joins the light of Tony Gonzalez as the only, as the only tight end to do this, right? I wonder if Vernon Davis got traded. Is Vernon Davis gonna be able to match that? You know, be able to get there. Um did Jimmy Graham hurt himself by not sticking with Drew Brees on possibly getting that thousand receptions? Let's see, you know how good is Jimmy Graham now? Will Grant get it? Will I already asked I already asked about Vernon Davis. Will Gronk did what's the name? Curtis hurt his uh, his chances so that's gonna be interesting especially as I wonder how that thousand reception is gonna start looking especially when wide receivers I mean not even wide receivers but tight ends are just starting to get used so much more now um MVP for not just the NBA the NFL a little quirky We have the Cam Newton that's now because I'm, I'm curious now. Are we really are we ready? Because Tom Brady's now lost two in a row. You know, I mean, this isn't like Tom Brady just lost one. I'm like, okay, well, he's still only just lost that one game again, and he lost it against Denver. So you know, we're gonna still consider him the best, you know, because he's still giving the you know the proverbial middle finger to the NFL with that one loss. You know, that it just sticks out like that. No, 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 no. That's not what it looks like anymore. That two curls and the curves. It looks a little deflated. It looks like it looks like a one that, that that's lost some steam, you know. Like like that's what a two looks like. Like a two like oh I, I lost steam so I flattened out at the bottom. And I can't hold the top of it anymore because I lost all that steam. So now I've curved over at the top. And you see, and if you just do it with your hand, you just made it too. You also look like you have a weak wrist, but you have a two. <laughs> so it definitely definitely makes you. Wonder now, as Cam sits there as, as as the only undefeated, as a quarterback of the only, only undefeated team, where's M are we ready to concede that he is the MVP of this league? Like, what more does he have to do? Does he have to continue winning out? You know, can can he lose two games and still and still be considered the best, the, the considered MVP? Because coming up next, I mean, 
Where are we here? Where are you at? Where are you at? As we look through, as we look through Carolina's records, they have the Giants. So they have Atlanta this week, which is a division game. They have the Giants that are still playing for, that may still be playing for their playoff berths, right? And we know how the Giants can make end of season runs. They have Atlanta again. So now that's, that's the same team that you're playing within a two-week time period. Or a 14-day time period. Two-week time period. And their very last game, Carolina has, has, has Tampa Bay. That's the other one. So, another division. We're gonna we're gonna wonder as Jameis Winston has been coming on, and that game's gonna be interesting as we see like a new Cam and the old Cam, come you know with with that game, is Vincent Jackson gonna be in gonna be healthy? How actually, I, I don't I don't think actually yeah how is how is Mike Evans gonna be looking that game? How how is James Winston gonna manage that game? It's gonna to be too much of a spotlight. Remember, they're gonna be in Carolina. Interesting to see. Can Carolina drop any of those games and still and for Cam Luna still be considered MVP? So until that's determined, like I said we basically have five MVP candidates. And not for nothing, we can even say six because I don't wanna if I'm gonna put in so if I'm gonna say Carson Palmer, right? Obviously. Carson Palmer and his team are sitting 10 and 2. Tom Brady, New England Patriots, also sitting 10 and 2. Andy Dalton, Cincinnati Bengals, 10 and 2. There goes three right there. I told you, Cam's already in there, so that's four. Now, if I put in Adrian Peterson for an 8 and 4 Minnesota, do I be by default have to put in put in an eight and four Green Bay Packers Aaron Rodgers because Aaron Rodgers happens to be just that namesake? I I, I want to know because we we're not putting in Peyton Manning, so is this open up to six now? There's six potential, like, and I say potential MVP candidates because if Cam Newton stays undefeated with the Carolina Panthers, you give it to him, and you don't question it. You don't come up with ifs and and ands, buts, maybes, hyperboles, stories, hype, you know, haikus, soliloquies. I don't care. You, there's nothing you can say. You give that man MVP and you go on your way. Like it's the end of the day. Yay, yay. <laughs> you know, so. Oh, man. Now, that MVP run. Race is a little bit more interesting than the, MB than the NBA's MVP race. And across all of this, NBA, NFL, hockey, whoever. I, I heard, I, I keep, you hear them talking and you hear the birds chirping. Are steroids going to be able to make a comeback in major league sports? And that's weird to say, right? Like, oh, what do you mean comeback? A legal comeback. Do a legal comeback. Because also, you know what? Steroids haven't gone away legally in sports. There are all kinds of steroids that people can take and or take. But but specifically, they're talking about HGH. And recovery for like Achilles tears or or, or any kind of tendon tears. ACL. Oh, I think, no, I think it's ACL tears. 
Yeah, so it's, it's going to be interesting to see as we're getting as oh, technology. Technology makes everything awesome, right? Because because it, it, it helps to shrink the world and helps bring information. It makes information flow faster. Helps to obtain answers faster. And if there's a way that they can monitor this and regulate it within their league. Like, if a player is injured, after you go through XYZ doctor and XYZ this, and you're going through your rehab, yeah, man, like, do, like, have them be able to, like, you go, you know what? If you need this particular thing, or you, if your doctor says, yes, you can, like, this will be helpful for your thing, then now you come and see the league's doctors, and the league's whoever, and we will administer this portion of your rehab. We'll see what the NFL does. Like, I don't know. But they're being talked about it, and it may be interesting because remember, players want to play longer. Like, contracts are getting ridiculous. We're talking about like, 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 DNBs are getting $8 million contracts per year. You know, $12 million contracts per year. For being a great rebounder. For being don't have a charm with a wide receiver, but mediocre. That's not, I'm not so much. I'm talking about Crabtree. You know what I mean? So we're gonna we're gonna see. We 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 we're gonna see if steroids helps make a comeback as players are gonna wanna help help recover, get their bodies right, give themselves that extra boost and longevity to play this game and make as much money as it possible. And if it does make a come in to the league is that gonna force players to start having to stay in college longer because they're realizing that these players aren't leaving? I don't know. We'll see. But we we'll see. We're gonna see a whole lot. But you know, thank you guys. Thank you guys so much for taking the time out to listen. You know, just give me your time, your day. You can catch me all over the place. I'm on Facebook, the Mighty Sports Minute. Or just Mighty Sports, search down, you'll find me. Instagram, Mighty Sports. You already know where I'm at on SoundCloud because most likely this is where you're listening to this at. On the Mighty on SoundCloud, the Mighty Sports Minute. Facebook, get everything, all kinds of contact, this and everything more. And I have an Instagram page for for at least my Instagram will keep me a little personal. I have no more for you. It's about ten o'clock at night. We're finishing up. I'm gonna go catch me this next game. See what else is on. I gotta check out this. Oh, check out the ESPN um, W's Top Impact 25. You have to check this out. Like that's one of the things I'm gonna be checking out within the next before the end of this week. I just recently shared it on the group page that I I've started for the female fantasy football league that I wanna start next week. So yeah. Thank you guys again for listening. Thank you guys for following. Thank you guys for doing for your support and everything.